One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's Tuesday the 9th of May. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk. Coming up, pharmacists are going to be able to write out prescriptions for common ailments under plans to ease pressure on GPs and free up nearly 30,000 appointments a day. Meanwhile, the Metropolitan Police have expressed regret over the arrest of six protesters from the Republic Anti-Monarchy Group before the coronation, none of whom will be charged. And 700,000 households across the UK missed rent or mortgage payments in April. Six 6.33 is the time. This is Talk Breakfast. Well, good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Really appreciate you joining me. Um, it's kind of like back to normal life now after all the fun and celebrations uh, over the weekend, of course, and the protests that we will be talking about, of course. Um, front pages all very much still coronation related. Uh, that official portrait of the king uh, and the queen, but particularly the king uh, on his throne, the scepter and orb, crown, all of the regalia uh, he's, uh, he's shown. But of course, uh, inside stories now moving back to towards, well, normal daily fodder of political and other debate. And joining me for all the chat about all the topics, a political correspondent at The Spectator, James Hill. Good morning to morning, you. Morning, Julia. Um, James Max was just telling us about his sort of food hangover. I've tried to be really good all weekend. Plus, see, we've got, we're in GCSE mode uh, in our house. So so everything was all quite sort of, you know, tame uh, at, at our place all weekend. Um, but um, did you did you enjoy the coronation celebrations? I, what have you been up to? I, I did. I mean, I went and watched it on uh, Saturday morning and uh, watched it at a friend's place. And unfortunately, crucially, just the moment when the crown was about to go on the head, uh, someone pressed the wrong button and sent it to reruns of MasterChef Australia. Oh! And, 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 and I've never seen a man sort of sweating... <laughs> Shaking, trying point, to change the. You can't the, the, use yeah, exactly. control at all. He couldn't. He couldn't get the right channel, and it took about five, ten minutes. It was very funny, actually, but um, it was good fun. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That is that is a sort of classic moment, isn't it? Um, there's no doubt at all. Look, it's been a great success. Yeah. Yes. Um, um, in terms of the pomp and the ceremony, the weather was grim. 
Um, although not for the not for the picnics and the fun and and, and the, the street parties over the last well certainly for Sunday um, and indeed the concert at Windsor. Look, I'm I'm a miserable old you know I'm a miserable old son, <laughs> as everyone knows. Uh, but I have to say it looked wonderful. It looked mm. beautiful. The music was stunning. You know we understand that there was a little bit of delay and Charles and Charles had to wait in his coach because uh, because the, 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 the Prince William and Kate were supposed to arrive before. I mean if that was the only glitch, I mean wow that that's that's pretty good. Um, everything went well on that front lots mm. of people feeling very you know buoyed up and just a little bit of cheer good excuse to get out and have a frank, frankly a nice good local party mm. getting people chatting their neighbours all in favour of all of it love the the volunteering mm. yesterday that aspect of that that day off people to volunteer some of us just spent it you know quietly watching Netflix with a drink in our hand but other people more doing more useful things with their time. Big uh, row that's still going on, though, is the arrests on the day. 64 arrests in total. Um, uh, is six, six of those, um, well, eight in total of, of, of uh, Republic uh, uh, anti-monarchy protesters, but six of those have been released. They were released after 16 hours detention, including Graham Smith, uh, the chief uh, um, exec of, of Republic. Um, Met Police issued a statement last night issue, well, conveying their regret Mm. Are over the arrests um, and the six-hour detention. Um, there was no no evidence of any crime going to be committed or being committed. But of course, we know they had what they called a low tolerance for anyone who was going to disrupt the event. Now, I'm of the view that it doesn't matter whether you're a Republican um, or you're an ardent monarchist. You could have been putting out the bunter your weekend and loving every second and 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 you know be lining you know lining the route. And you should still want yeah. to defend the right to peaceful protest. Do you think the police were right to arrest those anti-monarchy protesters or not? At the moment, I'm, I'm pretty sceptical. I, I agree with you, Julia. And I think actually the argument in favour of the monarchy and the constitutional monarchy is that it's supposed to guarantee our freedoms. And if you look at kind of the monarchs of the past, you know, recent years, you know, people like George V brought the Labour Party into government. Um, they were always meant to be the kind of people who would stand up for our rights and liberties. And I was talk having this conversation with a, a wonderful lady who was wearing sort of all Union Jack, you know, hideously gaudy outfit on, on Saturday. And she was making this point, ardent monarchist, and was just saying, you know, look, we want to be able to have the right to protest, you know, and it was only about 150 people or so who wanted to turn out and do this, but they have the rights to still be heard. Um, I'm very cynical about the kind of motives behind all of this um, in terms motives of conflating of that with... I'm um, sorry, the Met, Met Police, sorry, mm -hmm. in terms of the, the conflating with the Just Stop Oil, you know, about how and there much was, wasn't there. The same was put out beforehand, we understand, and, and after arrest, we understand, you know, that there are people who had lock-on devices, people plan to disrupt. There's talk about rape alarms, and lots of people I've been debating with on Twitter since I've been, I wasn't on, I haven't been on air since 10 o'clock on Friday morning, were saying, yeah, but they were planning to disrupt, they were planning to lock on um, mm. and these rape alarms. No, the plan with the rape alarms was eco-activists, people yeah. who've got a history of trying to disrupt yeah. events. Um, and, and again, where there is evidence that someone is planning to do something that is illegal, yeah. I've got no problem. I, I understand, you know, that they, they and the police saying we're going to have a low tolerance. This is a major event. I understand all of that. But but the the organisers, the Republic protest, had been talking with the police for four months. Yeah, and of course, they'd been in discussions. They had agreed where they were going to do their protest in Trafalgar Square. They could be visible, mm. but they wouldn't disrupt the actual procession. They wouldn't disrupt what was going on at the Abbey. And I think that's quite right. I mean, even though I actually, you know, I have a lot more sympathy for them than you do and many other people mm. would do who, who are watching and listening right now. Um, I think to disrupt the event would be absolutely unacceptable. Not in my view, arrest worthy, but mm. totally just wrong. You shouldn't impose your views in the way that you, you a you don't win hearts and minds that no. way, and and b you you don't have a right to ruin other people's day in the same way. But 
that that right to sort of not have your day ruined doesn't doesn't extend to other people being arrested because you might for 10 minutes hear people saying not my king mm. Yeah. Well, this is the other thing. It was preemptive as well, wasn't it? So nothing had actually happened at that point. So I just, I'm a bit sceptical about the ground on which all of this was mm. happening. I think Graham Smith made the point actually over the weekend. He's the head of Republic. The head yeah. of Republic. Sorry. Yeah. He'd been, he'd been talking to the Met Police and actually he was kind of, his point was kind of, hang on a sec, we just basically gave them all our plans and then they took advantage of that fact and told them what they were doing and when. So yeah. like, how do we actually cooperate with the police on kind of ensuring peaceful process in the future? Yeah. And indeed, uh, you know, locker devices, well, they, they had, they had these little, these little black, you know, um, plastic bands that were, mm. that hold together the, the signs they were carrying and I mean it was risible it, yeah. and it was I think an outrage I've been, 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 been round with government ministers all weekend about it to be fair uh, off air um, I, I really do think this is a really important issue in terms of our right to protest and we know those laws were rushed at the end of last week we discussed them on the show I want to know simply from you were the police right to arrest anti-monarchy protesters on the day of the coronation tell us why you think they were right tell us why you think they were wrong I'd love to hear your thoughts I don't think this has got anything to do with what your view on the monarchy I, I think indeed if you are a staunch royalist, a staunch monarchist and you loved every moment of this weekend, I think you should be you should be there to saying that the right to protest in our wonderful constitutional monarchy should still be a crucial one. Because I just think next time it could be you, next time it could be me. What if you want to what if there was a decision to abolish the monarchy and you didn't agree with it? Maybe there was even a vote on it. Because we know the monarchy has vast majority support in this country. What if what if the, the, there was a decision to abolish the monarchy and you wanted to protest against that? Well, you could be arrested for doing that. And I would defend your right not to be. This has nothing to do with whether you agree or disagree with the protest. This is about the fundamental right to peaceful protest, legal peaceful protest in our constitutional monarchy. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Do get in touch. Tweet me at Talk TV. Text the word talk and then your message to 8732. Let's talk about some other stories um, as well. The pharmacists are going to be able to prescribe antibiotics and to free up GP mm. slots. Um, the latest plan by the government to deal with the issue we've got, we've got fewer GPs, more people who are ill. Um, but we've also got fewer pharmacists. Apparently, pharmacies are closing down left, right and centre uh, yeah. as well, which I'm, I'm surprised because you'd think, I mean, these are the people who must be making money. Everyone's taking more drugs and, and, and these things are going up in price. Is this uh, another sticking plaster for the NHS? Well, I mean, look, there are so many problems with NHS, but I think both parties really agree on the need to kind of get people into the best position to kind of enable and free up capacity. Um, I've read somewhere today that, you know, this is only going to sort of add, uh, the equivalent number of appointments this is going to sort of boost and free up is only about 3%, but that's still, um, you know, thousands and thousands of more, um, you know, GP appointments made available. I think it's a, I think it's a worthwhile step. Obviously, there's a nice sort of irony there in that Rishi Sunak is a, a chemist's son himself. So he's, uh, it's something actually that the spectator has been p pushing, actually, we've got a former doctor among our staff and I think that um, you know I think it is a sensible move um, it's not going to solve it overnight but this combined with things like the GP yep. uh, training was all going to be helpful in time to actually enable people to have a better experience with the first yeah. Point and, of contact. and again, if it's all, you know, if it's all computerised and everything, why these things, this can go on your record, you yeah. can get, you know, you're not bothering the doctor. Although a lot of the time when people want, you know, prescriptions for common ailments, actually they shouldn't have a prescription. Yeah. You know, if people, people say, oh, we've got flu, you should go to the doctor. Why? Why would I? Yeah. Or even, you know, cold. What are you talking about? I mean, you you shouldn't go anywhere near the doctor in those circumstances. <laughs> what what do you, what do you think they're going to give you that's going to make a difference? Uh, yeah, so that, that's, that's a strange one. There's no doubt at all that um, local election results mm. still looming large. And goodness me, wasn't the government, weren't the Tory party saved by the coronation? All the focus immediately <laughs> went straight on to the coronation. Um, 
the worst case scenario they put put out is, oh, we could lose a thousand seats. <laughs> uh, they lost more than a thousand seats. They lost control of 49 councils. Um, this, I mean, it was a very, very, very bad night indeed for yes. the Conservatives. A, a pretty good night for Labour and for the Lib Dems, but not good enough. The prospect of a hung parliament um, could be the worst of all worlds for everybody, but also the prospect of the Labour going into coalition. They say they won't. Everyone says they won't. Are you kidding me? Uh, on the prospect right now, if Labour had to go into coalition with the Lib Dems to get into power, I think we can safely say... <laughs> They'd uh, bite your they hand would. Yeah, exactly. Or even if it's just, you know, confidence and supply yeah, yeah. sort of uh, uh, deal, or, or with the SNP even. Um, but then you're looking at you know, perhaps a deal to change the voting system mm. to PR, but also question marks about, of course, Brexit. Yes. Uh, two parties that really are not committed to Brexit at all. Yes. And I mean, that's what the Lib Dems have been out or saying on over the weekend. They were talking about their sort of four point plan, which obviously ends with them joining the single market. And of course, then that leads open the question, like, do you rejoin the EU as well? So these are all issues. Obviously, the reason why Labour don't want to talk about coalition is because they know that Keir Starmer's just thinking, I've just managed to neutralise this issue in sort of Brexit voting areas, had good results on Friday. If they start reopening this question, people yep. think, I thought this was a settled will of the British people, and yep. I might not be. Yeah, exactly. I mean, be careful what you wish for and all that. It's mm. going to be very, very interesting, isn't it? Lots more to talk about. We'll look at all the front pages. A lot of pictures of Charles on the front page, but there are <laughs> some other stories as well. Uh, we'll get to that in just a couple of moments. This is Talk Breakfast. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio.